You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on Podcasts link, and you'll find the Batman Podcast Network, where there's a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also love to dive into other nerdy subjects we all love to frolic about in our free time. And the Batman Book Club is also... On Patreon, if you'd like to support the show, just go to patreon.com slash the Batman BC. It helps keep the generator running in the Wayne Manor study. Now, thank you for tuning into episode number 91, Batman in January, another monthly chapter of all these bat books that come out each month. And joining me, as you all are familiar with now, um, he's the housewife in New Jersey. It's Mr. Peter R. Vera. Peter, thank you for coming back to the show. Oh, Cougine, how you doing? It's Petey <laughs> Pizza Reviews. What's going on over here? <laughs> yeah, I think, and maybe the best work you've done for the internet yet. You've reviewed the latest and greatest uh, Batzoni. Calzoni. Little Caesars. Calzoni. Yeah. My okay. car still smells like Little Caesars. <laughs> 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 I was like, I can't get this thing out of my car. Ah. It still stinks. Yeah, it sticks around. Uh, but yeah, you can go to Batman on Film where Pete's got a video review of the latest, uh, the latest pizza sweeping the nation. I, I'm um, gonna have to go to White Castle to get the smell out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I mean that's saying a lot. Um, I love White Castle. Don't you dare disrespect it. <laughs> hey, I crave the case, no, bro. I, I'm not disrespecting. <laughs> I'm not disrespecting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you tried it. You did a video review of it. Um, more importantly, did you get the posters that you're supposed to get? I got four of them and I got an extra pizza box. I asked for a clean pizza you. box that I could save as a collectible. Amazing. That's amazing. Because everyone's, um, everyone's been getting them and yeah. everyone opens the box and the box oh, yeah. is like see-through because of all the grease. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't save this. And I just, I took a shot and... They they just like yeah sure yeah. whatever they were like why is this guy on empty box Man, this guy's weird <laughs> uh, my mirror because I got one too and my mirror even said well you know the top part of the box which you know has all the the mm. good cool design and everything on it and she's like that isn't touched by the grease we could probably just tear that part off and save it and I'm like no <laughs> that, that get thing, the extra box that's got little Caesar's uh, stank on it so but I didn't get any posters. They didn't have them yet. But so. there, there is a workaround to that. You can just go in there and buy like soda and walk out with a poster. Yeah, I'm gonna so make sure to, I'm gonna make, make some purchase. I'm gonna make some phone calls. And yeah. I'm gonna ask them. I want my phone call. So which posters did you get then? I got uh, the just the standard the Batman poster that they've been giving out. There was only one. So okay. I was able and to you got like, four of those. Four. I got four of them. They did not they were there was a whole stack. I don't think anybody realized. Uh, what was really going on except for me. <laughs> so nice. uh, I was able to snag four of them, which is nice. Well, if you don't know what to do with one of them, come uh, Texas time. If you're well behaved. Make the trip. Yeah. If I'm on we'll my see. best behavior. You know, and if, if, you're, if you're hovering around maybe like 999 followers and you're upset because you can't crack the uh, the 1K, I might just bring yeah. one down and make you happy. Okay. Well, I'd really appreciate that, Pete. Now, we're coming up. Well, this is the end of January. This is not, nothing new. I think everybody's always waiting for this moment each month now. Well, this month um, was better than last. <laughs> we're going to be talking about some Batman comics in January. So let's get rolling. It's um, a light month, though. It is a light month. It's a light month. <clears throat> Ever since we peaked in November with the 30 book November. Uh, it wasn't December that was the crazy month. It was November. No, it was November. Because now, because okay. last yeah, last month, I remember even saying to you, it's a little bit lighter. 
And then this is this this just felt like half of last month's, which was which less than the month before. So uh, I really want to kick it off, though, because I mean, <laughs> half the books were your book, Detective Comics. Uh, that this, is a- this kicks off the shadow or shadows of the bat mm-hmm. um, event, you could say, from Mariko Tamaki and Ivan Reese or Reyes. Uh, I go with Reese, Ivan Reese. Okay, Ivan Reese. I don't remember if he's done every issue, but for the next 12 weeks, every week is going to be a Detective Comics issue um, for a grand 12-part massive story in Detective Comics. Mm -hmm. So this month, we're going to talk about all four of them in one, Detective Comics 1047 to 1050. So Pete, this is a big chunk, so why why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so um, I've been a big fan of this run so far, and this mm-hmm. is actually the first time I'm kind of disappointed in it. Uh, 1047 through 1049 were kind of dull. Um, Huntress is, we're, we're learning, it, there's a lot of exposition, there's a lot to, it's a slow burn. Yeah. So, like, it's 12 weeks, it's once a week, so it's a, it's a, it's a big story. It's, I like to, you know, it's a, it's, it's an event as we called it. But, you know, so I'm kind of, I kind of was like, all right, like I get what she's doing. She's explaining a lot. She's taking us, uh, you know, we're driving all the way on the right hand side of the road. You know, we're on the right lane. We're not driving in the, in the passing lane, speeding past everybody. Um, But, uh, you know, so Huntress is kind of in the tower. We're learning about um, the tower is basically the new Arkham Asylum. And we're learning that, you know, what's going on in there. And it really doesn't really pick up until 1050. and that's where we get like lots of nodes to no man's land. And I basically called the book a character study of Huntress. And it was basically focused around her. And we find out what she's doing and how she was, she was, she wasn't kidnapped. She went in there on the inside. She, she's been, she's been dealing with difficulties. She's met with her, with her mental health since, uh, what's his name? Uh, what is that crazy guy's name? Uh, Hugh Vile infected her with the parasite and she kind of went a little nuts there. Remember that was the, that was the previous arc. So Nightwing is kind of in a very Batman way. He kind of convinced Huntress to take on this job so that they can get inside the tower, see what's going on in the tower with Dr. Ware, see if he's on the up and up. And, you know, Huntress is now kind of sedated. She doesn't know where she is. She's loose. And there's this like crazy, just crazy woman. I don't really, there's only bits and pieces of her in the story, but she's a, she's a very violent individual. She seems to be, Probably the main vi- main villain. I almost feel like Ware is almost a red herring in, in an aspect. Red herring. Sure. I said herring. Um, and that's interesting to me. Uh, so I think it's really picking up. It really picked up in 1050. And I, I, you know, it was just more, you know, more of what I expect with Tamaki. Just, just a lot of like great dialogue, a lot of just breadcrumbs that we were following and putting together. And she really, you know, went into with that legacy nostalgia route that we've been seeing in movies lately, combining with no man's land and, combining with her own story with Hugh Vile and everything. And uh, 1050, I think, is one of the best Hunter stories I've ever read. So uh, I'm, I'm digging it. I think Reese's artwork has been absolutely phenomenal uh, in some issues. I feel like he's been underutilized because his action's so good. His panels are very interesting. Um, but, you know, the first three issues, you're just kind of like, they're slow. So there's not a whole lot of action. There's a lot of talking. And it's, it's, it's a lot of like, okay, we're setting this up. I'm showing you the ins and the outs, the nooks and the crannies. And I, I just think, you know, a little more action within those books would have up to my, up to my review grades. And, you know, just, you know, I don't want to, they're, they're, it's a little boring. <laughs> you know, I've been, yeah. I've been talking with, uh, I read Batman comics on Twitter a lot and he's really into this and, uh, we haven't really seen eye to eye except for the last issue. So, but, um, you know, I'm digging it. I think it's picked, I, I'm digging it now. I think it's going to pick up pace and we'll see where it goes, but. I think 1050 is a, a really phenomenal issue. And it's it's interesting that we get to an issue like 1050, which, you know, the book says like anniversary oversized, blah, blah, blah. But like they didn't promote it at all. Yeah. So usually when they have like so, like something around the, that mark, it would get some notoriety. But this hasn't. So it, which is interesting. What about you? So I'm actually almost a little opposite with you. I was so I read the first I read 1047 the week that it came out then mm-hmm. the next week i read 1048 but i didn't remember anything that happened from 1047 so That's i think i'd even i'd even mentioned to you of 
I think I'm going to wait till right before we record. And then I'm just going to read all four, like in a sitting. Or mm-hmm. And that way really read better for me. Uh, I thought the first three chapters were actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of let down by 1050. I thought 1050 felt a little meh. Really? And partially because like what you said there, it's almost like they were building this up as, 1050 is a little bit of like monumental, but then like you said too, they also weren't really pushing it. And so for it to be monumental, like I was kind of feeling like they were, you know, subtly hinting to us that it is, it didn't live up to that hype for me. Mm -hmm. But I also am kind of curious what's, it's almost like I'm, I don't know what the story is going to be because the first chapter, I mean, we're time jumping about the tower. The tower is not all that it seems. Mm-hmm. So seems so they're showing us their hand already that it's all going to go to shit, you know, and this Anna character is going crazy. And I, I really yeah. liked that in that first chapter of when mm-hmm. we had day 24, I think is said, and you know, the red emergency lights are off and there's, you know, she's basically on the prowl and people are dying and stuff like that. I thought that felt very cool horror asylum ish, you know, um, yeah, but I, I just don't know where the story's going. And they showed their hand also in the sense of, oh, they weren't waiting on the reveal. They're not going to tease us with Dr. Ware. It's like, oh, he's really in this to get some kind of massive check from Mayor Nakano. OK, so we know we can't trust him. And now we're a third of the way into this this event, you know, and it's I just I don't know where it's going, which is like good, but also has mm-hmm. me questioning a little bit of like, what is the point? Where are we going with this? Yeah. Uh, it felt like just to use a name, Dr. Meridian, that we're going to have something cool in store for her. And so far, it's just she's just kind of another character popping in and out. Um, it's I mean, for us also, though, it's just kind of fun to have a character, an original character from the 90s pop up yeah. in a comic, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that just kind of makes me happy just using that character. Um but I don't think that it's I don't think that it's bad. No, uh, it's not bad. I just I, I expect I for me I just expect more out of Tomaki. I thought yeah, she's know. been she's pretty much been flawless this yeah. entire time that she's been on the book, and this is the first time I'm kind of and that's where I, I am with you in the sense of I'm not blown away at least not yet. But also there's two more months of this each week, and I feel that for me to get the most out of it, I am gonna have to wait and then read all four issues together. Of mm-hmm. uh, and I'm glad that this is a a big story that they're doing in 12 months. And instead they are doing it weekly because otherwise I would feel like you'd said and how this was kind of a bore. Uh, if yeah. I couldn't do four chapters in, in a month, I would get restless with this. What's really kept me mo- invested in this has been what is going on with Huntress? Cause yeah. early on, you don't know. And I'm just like, okay, Huntress is like one of my favorite characters in the bat family. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm into this, like having her full front and center in this run of detective is really huge for me ever since, you know, Tamaki has been teasing Huntress since she, since she jumped on board. Mm-hmm. So the team that is what's going on with Huntress and the dialogue within the bat family. So like Grayson and, and Batwoman have had some really fantastic moments together just the whole like uh, the rescue mission type stuff. Like it's it, like what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but like I appreciate the communication within the team and, and you know, and Batgirl as well. And then, you know, yeah, Grayson talking to Huntress in 1050 is, or Helena actually it, it, it's that stuff's really good. I think the dialogue within the characters are really good. I'm just, I'm like you, I'm like, well, what's, what's really going on? Cause like you're, you know, like, cause you sent her in here and now you got to fish her back out. Yeah, you, know, you don't have your information yet, so it's just, it's wait and see at this point. Like, I feel like as a whole, this will be really good. Once I get all twelve issues together, I'll probably sit down and and, and read it through, and I'll probably get a better grasp out it. Even though I am reading it weekly, but I think sitting, I think it's a one sitting type thing. I think it'll fit better. Yeah. Oh, uh, how, how did you feel about the the backup story? I like Rosenberg's backup story. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, it's similar because it involves like a little kid. It, there's a lot of similarities. You know, it's kind of centered around that little redhead kid and mm-hmm. he, he's going through some crazy stuff and then he, 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 he meets up with Clayface and then eventually he meets up with Scarecrow and the Scarecrow thinks he's special. And it's like, I was like, is this kid like a Trojan horse? Like, what is going on here? Do you think and he's he, the one that attacked Nakano? 
that where said in 1047, he, he brought the, the guy up on the stage and said, I think said his name and was like, mm-hmm. he's basically cured or something. I'm only saying that because he's got red, red hair. Well, but, and I they haven't mentioned his was, name yet. What's her name's crazy kid? You know, I thought because they, they teased him early, hurt that kid early on too, right? Which who's the, the crazy woman? Didn't she have, doesn't she have like Anna? a kid? Yeah. I thought she had like a kid or something. They were teasing it. Wouldn't she have? Didn't we have like that point of view? Maybe. Or am I just getting them confused? Is that no. not her kid? I don't remember. I remember the, the kid, the backup story had said that they took his mom and she, they took like, they took her because of whatever, but I didn't make the connection that she I assumed that that, that was her mom. Maybe back. that's what it was. I assumed that that was her. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe hmm. I'll go back and I'll, I'll have to look. Uh, I'm with you though. I like I like Rosenberg's backup story. That guy's kind of on a hot streak right now in DC. He is. Um, he's doing pretty pretty good stuff. And Fernando Blanco has some really cool art with this. Mm-hmm. Um, the I know the kid is the focal point of of the story, but I mean I'm actually like really digging it, and especially the one the chapter in 1050 uh, where they're you know, crashing a, through a, Wayne Manor. And yeah, stuff. a fight yeah. at Wayne Manor, and I love Scarecrow's outfit. That feels like traditional Scarecrow mm-hmm. to me. It feels like I a loved Robin in that book, in that story. I thought Robin, Robin was great. Yeah, comes walking out from the from the cave and mm-hmm. yeah, and Alfred's putting up a fight and yeah, the the scarecrow outfit that to me is just because you know did it a couple issues ago with Andy DiGenova, the the scarecrow that we see in that Norm Brayfogle's scarecrow mm-hmm. uh, from the four fifty six and Batman four fifty six and four fifty seven. Like I I love that design of scarecrow and that's that to me is just perfect. So that's really cool that that's the one that they use. You're not a fan of uh, Jorge and his scarecrow. <laughs> no, I think he overdid it. That's it's a little I, over the top. Looking back on it too. I wanted, I wanted to go along with it. And cause you know, there was, there was quite a bit as is usual, uh, quite a response when that first came out and uh, online. And I was like, I'll wait for the story. I'll wait for the story. Oh, a big event story on scarecrow. And yeah, we already went through that. <laughs> we already we've already talked about that enough. Uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm in the wait and see mode for Detective. It's obviously a book that we both read every issue. You write mm-hmm. reviews for it, and oh boy, are you writing reviews this year on Batman on film? <laughs> I am. Uh, I have the lead right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a nice, comfortable. We were yeah. neck and neck, um, and then yeah, you took the lead. I'll tell you what I'm really excited about with 1050. Was that first look of the world's finest book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, your boy Dan Mora. He's uh, that he's guy. Phenomenal. His Robin great. is actually really beautiful. Like, His Robin looks it, awesome. His yeah. Batman with the yellow oval, the mm-hmm. eighty-nine yellow oval, mm-hmm. that looks great. Um, that's yeah, that and that kicks off in March. And you, I think that's one. They just ended a Batman Superman <laughs> uh, title last year that we never talked about on here, but. Uh, we're yeah, talk about this there one. was only a few issues. There was a there was only a couple issues that I actually read, and I think they all involved imps. Um, <laughs> so Batmite and uh, Mix Politic yeah. were heavily involved in the few issues that I, I read of that run. But um, I'm not you know me. I'm I'm a solo issue, solo hero type guy, and, and uh, you know, I will uh, I'll check out that book for Mora's artwork alone, and I'll see where yeah. it leads. I'll give yeah. it a shot. Yep, same here. So Detective Comics, ten forty seven to ten fifty. Woo. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see how many people are uh, if they take a break with something like this or if they're just as committed as usual of I'm going to get every issue. Damn it. I'm not missing a chapter in this story. Well, I think it's easier for something like uh, Shadows of the Bat because it's just contained within Detective Comics. You're not buying. Yeah. You know, if that if that's your book, that's all you got to do. You're just buying your books regularly. You don't have to buy. Well, the, the, then you have, you know, you got to go from Detective to Batman to Nightwing to Robin to Batman yeah. and Robin to Robin. You know, like it's not interweaved. It's just it's it's self-contained within that one title. So I think everyone's who reads Detective is just reading it. Yeah, which I was wrong. I remember last month talking with you about it and I said, I think it's a multi title uh, crossover event, which, of course, to me is very like, ah. I did that too many times and yeah, mm-hmm. to find out this is detective so only. You're not going to catch help. me buying a green arrow book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move on. That same Tuesday uh, that detectives 10 detective 1047 came out was also Batman 119. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if you listen to our last 
wrap up episode, I was all about Batman 118. Mm-hmm. I loved that issue. That was my bat book of the month. I don't think that this issue was to that height, but I still think it was pretty good and pretty entertaining. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, anytime you can kind of mix up Lex and Batman in a good way, it's yeah. very interesting. And uh, I thought this was this was done. It, it, it's it's unique because Bruce doesn't have any money. Mm-hmm. So like, and you know, when Lex is pouring out that like $4 million bottle of wine on the floor, you mm-hmm. can just see the angst and anger in Bruce's face. And it, I, I don't know, it, you know, we've seen like certain teases and stuff. We know at some point Lex puts on some kind of bat suit. Um, we'll see where it goes, but this is kind of interesting. Um, as well as this villain, uh, what is this villain's name again? The Abyss. Yeah. I, I'm digging this Abyss guy. Um, yeah, just because he, you know, and he really catches Batman off guard here. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it almost very rises like Batman thinks he's safe in the night, but Abyss is the you know, like yeah, it's it's it reminds me of that. And then you know, the lights come back on, and Batman's you know bloodied up in a corner. So uh, got like a, a two headed scythe that he uses, and yeah, just in black, mm-hmm. and it's got like a little bit of like the purge mask going on, and it looks like he's like somebody out of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hear. And uh, the uh, Mr. Molina did a fantastic job in the artwork. I mean, his oval looks great. His bat, like that the Batman in the darkness with Abyss coming out, you know, kind yeah, of jumping over awesome. him, really good. Like, I wasn't really familiar with Molina's artwork, but I mean, this guy is phenomenal. I'm loving everything and the technology and how he just this this dead corpse here looks hideous and ugly, but amazing at the same time. And so I'm, I don't know who did who did. Uh, the the lex um but then you, you like you get i'm showing pete now kind of like the the spread of him of him um mm-hmm. it's funny because last issue i thought he was drawn and he looked like grant morrison and then this issue i thought he looked like <laughs> he looked like mark strong so i don't know who's uh <laughs> like that that image definitely i just get a um well, Molina's you know, mark strong sort of look so yeah no the, i, I, no, I it's, actually it's, see both it's split with that uh, Adriano Di Benedito and oh, so he didn't draw the whole Michael Janin, Janin. Sorry, I don't so what did Molina do? I don't know. All three of them uh, worked on it somehow, but I mean, it's fun. It it continues. So I take back the credit if if I credited the wrong artist. I apologize if you're listening. The, I mean, I but I I mean, this was a good blend though of three artists. It wasn't I, as, it wasn't I very jarring to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there you go. Pete had no idea that there were multiple artists on this. So I think yeah. that speaks volumes too, that there was just a there was a good blend. If you look closer, you can I think you can tell, but I mean it didn't distract me, it didn't detract from reading the Usually book. They have so the page numbers of who did what. Yeah. And they didn't this time, so I don't know. I I gotta reach I don't out know to who Jimmy. did the Abyss fight, but yeah, that that's the highlight to me. That's a that's just a great artwork. And so, yeah, I'm still all in on this. I really like this story. And I really love, I think Francesco Matina does amazing covers these days. And um, I think he's going to do all four of like this, this arcs. Are those the card stocks? Yeah. I think he's going to do all four of those. I picked up the 118 from last month. I picked up the 119 this mm-hmm. month. And so I think he's got two more. And then as we experienced this month on the back of issues is that awesome, the Batman uh, red poster, which is fantastic. I'm going to say so. this. There's been a lot of Alfred in a lot of these books, and it's a pleasure to see because I know he's dead. I, th- yeah, I think he's still dead, right? Like, like Alfred, <laughs> like they didn't do anything crazy. Alfred's still dead. Yeah. So it's just nice to see Alfred pop up in a Batman book, even though the, for some reason DC thought it was a good idea to kill him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, like, I almost you. forget he's dead. <laughs> Me too. And I opened up the book; it just felt so normal. I wasn't like, yeah. "Oh my god, it's Alfred!" Because it's a flashback. But yeah, I mean, even in something like uh, Batman: The Night, Alfred mm-hmm. plays a part in that as well. And you're like, "Oh yeah, Alfred's he's not dead." <laughs> hey, remember when uh, Alfred was in these books? Those are good times. It's like, when's the next reboot so we can get Alfred <laughs> yeah. back? Can, can we reset all this, please? So that was that was Batman for the first Tuesday of the month. Beat. We're going to move right along now because uh, we did all of those detectives. So the next week, January 11th, had Robin and Batman number three. Now, Pete, wow. no clue. No clue 
that book three was going to be a hot item. This is one of the greatest Robin books I've ever read. It's fantastic, but it angers me. I had to read it online. I, this is one that I stick to physical for this one, Pete, all for you. And my comic shops in my area (laughs) did not have it. So it really bugs me that I have two physical and now I don't have the third one. And I don't know how I'm going to get that without spending a lot of money. And I don't, I don't want to drop some bucks and have it shipped, but yeah, as far as the book itself, Oh, go ahead. I just, I mean, it's just a fun Robin Kroc story. Again, great Alfred moments, great moments with Bruce and, and Dick, just, just vintage Batman moments, you know, like Robin, you know, he's hanging out with the teen Titans, but he's still like a spy, you know, he's figuring them out and he's getting into fights at school and he's getting into fights at school to protect himself and everything. And he's not listening to Batman, but he still saves the day. It's just, it's everything that I love about Dick Grayson, you know, just, you know, he may be small. He he may not be as talented as Batman, but he still is as resourceful. And it's just wonderful to see him in action and just, I, I love uh, uh, Dustin N's artwork. I can't pronounce your last name, so I'm sorry, Wen. but Dustin Wen. Like it's it's so unique in itself, and uh, it's just beautiful. Like, he, it's it's like this, I don't know. Like what, would you call this like watercolor? I'm not even sure. Who? Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's just beautiful, and ju- it, mm-hmm. it just fits. Like every everything that uh, Dustin dr- draws is phenomenal. So, and I, you know, he's just these cool moments. You just see like how Dick is at school, and he's like he's like, oh, I got to be careful. I can't let I can't let myself slip and. Croc knows who he is and Croc recognizes who he is. And that's a cool aspect. I was like, Oh man, that, yeah. that's something I never really, uh, I, I don't think we've ever seen before. And uh, Croc is always one of my favorites. So wherever he pops up is an, is an enjoyable experience for me. And the whole fight between Robin and Croc is great. I just, you know, I love watching Robin save Batman and then just Batman just tells him he's a good boy. You know, it's just like, you know, and we're so, I mean, I'm such a big a-hole Batman fan that like, it's nice to see these moments of Batman and Robin just kind of connecting his father and son. It, it, you know, it kind of warms my heart. It's something that we didn't know we wanted in the sense of this specific time period. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of us will reference of Dark Victory and how that's a great, that's a Robin origin story, et cetera. It's like, yeah, but the very last page is him taking the oath. Mm-hmm. We don't have that gap of the beginning of Batman and Robin. And so I think when this book was announced, it was pretty exciting for that case. Oh, this is going to be right when Robin is learning and is suiting up and going out with him and stuff. And so they crammed some really, it's kind of like, it's an easy read in the sense of it doesn't take a ton of time, but to me, Mm -hmm. I like that because it just moves. Um, And yeah, like you said, I really like the inclusion of killer croc. Like we're not going to do, uh, another an a lister i mean i i think killer croc is like b plus lister because the a is joker riddler two-face penguin mm-hmm. um and yeah catwoman croc, I, yeah and catwoman and then yeah i'm that on that tier that's kind of just... why i like dixon's robin year one because it's very mad hatter centric you know it's not yeah, yeah. It, it, it's different you know it gives mm-hmm. it a different vibe and i like what you said because for me as as a as a grace and robin fan for me to get a lot of Grace and Robin content, I got to go back to Pixie Boots and Green Underwear. Yeah. Yep. Whereas this is a little bit more modern and I enjoy this. And I would love more of the Grace and Wayne dynamic duo myself. So this is like a must have for me. Like this is like, I will collect this in this story in various forms. Like this is going to be like killing joke for me. You know, I'll buy the anniversary editions. I'll buy the absolute edition if it gets made. I'll buy, you know, it, it's just, it, it's that type of story. Like it, it, it gets me, you know, like yep. there's the no man's and there's not in the many, like no man's land, killing joke, three jokers. And now Robin and Batman, you know, dark victory. You know, those are like my main, the, like I, I, these are like spe- stories that mean something to me because of who they involve. Yeah. And I, I really love the payoff that it has for Batman because um, I've seen some chatter of of the a hole Batman aspect up to this point, especially in issue number two, where it mm-hmm. was um, they played us a little bit of what was going on that wasn't really what was going on. Um, and Batman was kind of the instigator behind it, and he was all in on it. And Alfred for sure didn't didn't appreciate it. And like you said, that 
good boy, you're a good boy at the end and the hug. Like what a payoff. It's a great payoff. Yeah. And then I also, it made me think dark Knight returns and substituting boy instead of soldier, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I also thought was cool. Maybe I'm projecting here. I don't know, but that's just what it made me think of right away. So yeah, I think comic fans is... project more than anybody. For... <laughs> um, I love and the it. last page too. I can be the light. I can be Robin, you know, like he doesn't want to be alone. He doesn't want to be like, he's, he's learning not to be Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And that's what Dick Grayson is. And that's kind of what his journey is through these three, uh, three books with Lemaire. Like it's, it's the journey of Dick Grayson climbing out of that hole himself, so to speak. Yeah. Seeing the light and seeing he can be the hero in a different way. And you, you know, and the book ends with him joining the, the, the Titans, right? Like, mm-hmm. Even though he went in there, I think it was issue two, as like I said earlier, the spy, let me figure out how I can stop them to the point of, I can utilize this team and he's going to go things. It's different than what Tamaki's doing. Like Tamaki wrote Dick Grayson more like Bruce Wayne, whereas here Lemaire writes him as the opposite of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. 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 It's a good point. As much as I like that ending where it ends, I also bums me out a little bit because I feel like, oh, there's probably no sequel then. Like he's just hopping off with the Titans. Uh, I hope we get a sequel because this was damn good. And I've got no problems with Tim Drake. I love Tim Drake. Great Robin. Yeah. Dick Grayson's my favorite. It's just, he's my favorite. And by the time that I was reading that I was reading comics, you know, he was, he was Nightwing already. And I had to go back to older written, like you said, the, the pixie boots and stuff. And, and I would like a modern modernized, retelling of Batman and Robin and Robin is Dick Grayson because he just, Mm -hmm. he is my favorite. So it's something that I've been craving for a long time now. And don't get me wrong. Like I love Nightwing. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I I, I love having Dick Grayson as Nightwing, but I think it's something, you know, just, I guess like for lack of a term period piece, I guess (laughs) when, when he's younger, I I don't think there's any harm in doing that. And not at uh, all. I think this book does a wonderful job of that. And as book three is showing, apparently it's selling well. So when stuff makes money, of course they're like, well, you got any more? So yeah, bring it on. I like the format they did. I appreciate that. It's me too. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what they call this. I call this like mini That's a prestige. (laughs) Prestige. That one's just the regular prestige format. Um, Mm -hmm. The, I forget prestige plus I think is the magazine style ones. This one's yeah, just prestige, I, yeah. but I like how, I mean, it did it just like imposter did of 48 mm-hmm. pages, yeah. three months in a row. It's a three part story. Boom. And mm-hmm. it just feels like, and, and it just moved too, which I really, I really loved. So yeah, I mean, great, great story all around. I hope we get more and I hope that I track down a copy number three. So if you see it at your, you see it at your comic shop, Pete, well, why don't you just email him? Hey, give it to my guy, Peter. Hey. All right. Well, let's move on now to really quick. The Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries number 10. Mm-hmm. This is all is, you. Go for it. It's good. Should I, should I buy <laughs> this? Who's in it? What's going on? Well, this issue, Shaggy Man meets Shaggy Man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's the cover. How great Can I is see that? It? Yeah, Can there you go. Shaggy Man meets Shaggy Man. Okay. All, right. All right. I don't know this character, Shaggy Man. First time I'm hearing about him. Okay. Apparently, he's familiar with within like the the Justice League. Justice, okay. Yeah. Uh, just since he's an, an old enemy of the Justice League. Uh, also, this book has the question. Um, Montoya question mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's like there's like a bigfoot character and there's a big old scheme going on so what are you gonna Shag-squatch. do <laughs> shag squatch shag squatch um and, i mean I've, I've said this ever since you've stopped buying the book uh it's it's more of the same so if you've been enjoying it then keep going i mean uh, i did pick up the issue with the uh, pup name pup name scooby-doo so, the, so there you go that was certain that things was for I, you. I get into but other than that, it's, I mean, it's just more of the same. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And this is uh, issue 10 of 12. So it's going to mm. be done in March. Um, so there you go. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Next book, Urban Legends number 11. And Pete, as you and I know, or as I've said, I haven't picked up and read this one since the Batman Beyond story in number mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, it looks like you picked it up. I did. Um, you know, anthology book, eight eight bucks uh, for about four stories. Uh, two out of the four I liked. So, you know, buyer beware. You know, you're going to spend money for, you know, you're probably going to like half the book. I don't well, know. Well, that right there, like you, got the, you got your money's worth. Because if they were two normal sized stories, that equals two comic books, in which comics are $4 a piece. So you spent eight bucks for two comics that you like. So there so you go. Y equals MC Lauer. Um, Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those, my, the two stories that I really dug were the story in, with Batman and Zatanna. I was really into that. Um, you know, the last time I got anything like that was uh, back during Tynan's run. And I thought this was really good. There's some really good moments between Bat and Z, uh, Bats and Z and Superman and Batman. I thought there was some really good stuff there. And it seems to be kind of an emotional story. Um, well worth my time. And then actually the, the story, which surprised the hell out of me. And I didn't think I would love as much Ace. as I did was a story. Ace the Bat Hound. Woo! Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it is for me, it is, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a six part story. So this is like, this book has got me for six issues. This is how good this story is. Okay. It's written by uh, Mark Russell and drawn by Carl Mostert. Uh, I hope I said your name right, Carl. But uh, um, Mark, yeah, Mark Russell and Carl Russell. I hope you said it right. But uh, it, it's so good. I mean, just we have it like I first fell in love with Ace the Bat Hound probably around Batman Beyond, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really a big fan of when Ace was wearing the <laughs> wearing the cowl back in like the 50s. But um, this is an interesting interpretation. Uh, Hugo Strange is involved. Uh, we'll Ooh. talk about him a little bit later. Uh, but Ace is just a brilliant, brilliant uh, German Shepherd tactical vest follows commands, knows what he's doing. Uh, he does get himself caught, which is a little bit of a bummer, but like Batman's got to save somebody. And, you know, I mean, I can only imagine if they kill Batman's dog, he's going to go John Wick on everybody, right? Oh, yeah. like, it's going to be, it's a rule now, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, it's really phenomenal. You, you get, you get a big, you get to see where Ace came from and how Batman and, you know, just, got him under Dude, his wing essentially what if they do reverse john wick and it's the dc super pets and somebody kills batman so ace goes and tracks down these sons of bitches and just takes them all out <laughs> ace kicking sure. ass okay okay so anyways anyway, hey, the story is really <laughs> <laughs> the ace the bat hound story is the best story of the book so i think for that it's well worth uh, the purchase, uh, and again, it's it's a six parter, and uh, I don't know where it's going to go, but it, you know, I I didn't see I didn't see that happening at certain spots. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they did this, and uh, it's interesting, and I, I'm right. I'm dying to hear what other people think. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this, and I think, you know, this is probably my runner up for a book uh, for story of the Ooh. month, the Ace the Bad Hound story. It's not okay. my it's not my winner, but I I, I we'll get there. Up. We'll get there soon. Well, we I don't mean, do runners you, up. So did you see the the variant the Ace? The I did not. Boy. That's a good cover. I might track that down. I picked up the the main cover with Batman and Z because I'm a Jorge Z Molina. Fan, so. You got a he Molina crush this month. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when he's when he's not teaming up with four other people, <laughs> <laughs> that's why he had to team up with some others. He's got I've got this he's great variants. I've got this great cover going on. So, all right, great Batman Urban Legends. It's on my radar now. If nothing else, I got to check out the Ace story. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. There's not enough Ace story. Ace uh, stories going around. Yeah, as long as it's not campy crazy. Uh, I don't know. It, I could get, for the I record. Mean, I'm I'm excited for the Super Pets movie. No, not like I am stoked too, like definitely. Batman level, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Everything I've seen, it looks fun, and that's all I want. Did, they did a Scooby Doo Ace story, right? Yeah, yeah, they that did. was fun. I can get into that. I think yeah. I, I think I picked that one up. That a boy. I'm proud of you. Uh, f- moving on to the next week, Batman the Night number one. Wow. This wow. I know it's got Chip Zdarsky. So I had mm. no doubts that I was going to enjoy it. I had no clue I was going to like it this much. Yeah. When you try to do like a Batman origin story, instantly like fanboys are like, you're one loser. I'm not reading this crap. I don't you need know, to see like, the Waynes murdered again. Yeah. Oh, God. Did they have to kill the Waynes again? I'll just watch Batman doing? Begins again. Oh, my God. The Batman's a rehash of Batman. I don't need to watch Batman Begins 2.0, guys. This is crazy. Yeah. What's the plan, Warner Brothers? So um, Batman but this the was magical. I mean, yeah. again, lots of Alfred, lots of Bruce Wayne, and I don't. This seems to be like maybe this will be a trend going forward. With the Batman will kick this off, but like more 
focused on Bruce Wayne mentally. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, it, I was, you know, from him even kind of bullying a kid <laughs> to Bruce wanted to become a cop. And it's like, well, you can't be a cop. You're the richest man in Gotham. No one wants, you know, very interesting stuff. Then Bruce, he, he's basically, you know, fight clubbing, trying to get experience. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got this like agenda. He's got an attitude. I, you know, he's like, I'm not here to tell people what I've learned. I just need to learn. You know, he's like, I'm not going to finals. Uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a fascinating take. And, the Alfred Bruce stuff is really just incredible from, from being a young kid and Hugo Strange again involved in this story. Um, so this is really going to dig deep into the mind and psyche of, of Bruce Wayne. Um, Am I getting I'm the name right? Is it Darla? Is that the love interest? This girl? Uh, I believe he's... so, yes. Yeah, so a newly created character. Um, we'll see how, if she stays throughout the whole book, if this becomes yeah. another one to you know, to put on that mantle with, uh, you know, Vicky and silver and, um, oh, Jezebel so jet. <laughs> My um, favorite. Julie Madison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll Ellie see. Cause, I mean, it's an interesting, uh, start with her, but yeah, I thought this issue was just freaking awesome. No bats. Um, Nope, or no Batman. I'm no, interested to know, see what this but... knight is, though, because the, there yes. is a knight involved in the story, and I don't know where it's going. Yeah. And they seem to really be focused on Bruce Wayne's hands. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a little subtle, like, hey, look, this is what I want you kind of to kind of focus on or what, but I was really impressed. I yeah. I really I mean, was. You didn't know. even mention he's uh, he's talking all of this out with Hugo Strange. Mm-hmm. And what a nice capper at the end of that, which I won't say anything. Um. But a nice, a nice capper with him for this issue too. So, and it made total sense that we don't. That it wasn't trying to be cute and clever. Of hey, here's my best friend Harvey Dent, and oh, me and Edward Nigma. Ah, oh, Edward, we clashed when we were kids. You know, it wasn't doing mm-hmm. any of that, but it did work in a familiar villain, and it felt organic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yep. I really, I really like that. And then the art, I never. I mean, shame on me. Uh, I never heard of Carmine D. Gian Domenico. Great art. Yeah. It had, no, it had a Kubert feel it. to it, did it not? Or did you maybe, not think maybe that? Maybe not as stylized as Kubert, but uh, I, I did enjoy it. Felt very comfortable. Felt very comfortable. Everything about this book just flowed. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it, it just floated. And I, I didn't feel like, I feel like this is even an oversized book, right? It felt yeah. it felt a little bit bigger. It felt thicker, and mm-hmm. it didn't seem like it was a longer book. It just I was like, I, every page was just magnificent. With every turn of the page, I just felt more and more invested into the story, and I wanted more. And I was like, man, I, if this was weekly, I'd be happy. <laughs> twelve so, and that's, twelve issues, know, it, twelve weeks, twelve issues. Um, yeah, that's a lot for a, me to read and review. I can't imagine what it's like for Tamaki to write it, but yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, so yeah, Batman, um, the night number one, great start. Uh, we've got nine more months of this Pete. So booyah. Also that week was Batman versus Bigby number five. I told you, um, I think, so it's going to wrap up next month. So I think I'm going to grab all of my five issues and read them all and then read issue six. And I'll have a good summary next month for you on if it's Mm -hmm. something you should track down yourself or not. Uh, and that does it for the third week. Carry on. For me, the whole Batman Big B thing was just like, I don't know what this Big B stuff is. So instantly that's yeah. a turnoff for me because I'm like, sure. I already don't know half of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like if you're a fan of both worlds, this is meant for you. Uh, but I, I just, it's, I'm not digging it personally. Not because I think the story's bad, but just because I, sure. I don't know who this Big B guy is. I don't either. And I think that's why I needed to wait. I was trying to do it monthly and there's just, Mm-hmm. Half of the half of it I'm not familiar with, and half of it I am. But I'm, you know, I gotta, I just gotta sit and read it all at once, and then see if it totally works for me or not. You're starting so to sound like a guy who reads trades, and that kind of bothers me. We do this episode every month, piece. You shut your uh, mouth when you're talking. You sound like a guy who reads trades. Moving on. There's nothing wrong with reading trades. You got a problem against trades? Wow, I thought I knew. Uh, not as I mean, the trades are fine, but not as my primary source of reading material. So the final Tuesday, I'm an elitist. Month, January 25th came 
uh, a book that I've actually been waiting on because I was really curious what they were doing with it. A Batman Catwoman special. Number one. Yes. This was illustrated. It was being worked on, but the late John Paul Leon. And I think the book ended up becoming sort of a uh, dedication to him. Yes. Um, it became with his illustrated work. And I know Mitch uh, Gerards, Gerards, Gerards. Um, I think he assisted in, I think he assisted in completion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we had some write-ups to people that knew him as well as one of one of his ba- uh, Batman black and white stories. And then there was some, some art um, honoring him, which Libra Mayo did a pretty amazing. Um, Claus Jansen was a part John, of that as well. Claus Jansen, the, uh, I think, uh, Clayman. Yes. I was going to say Clayman. I'm pretty sure. Joel Jones. Yeah. There's a lot of really good, um, pieces of work in here. Um, cause I, I didn't know that him, he, so. uh, he passed until like actually sitting down and reading the book. I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. Heavy hearts. Um, I've read and I knew that there was a, the Batman creature of the night book. Um, I'd read three of the four issues, but I think there was a really big gap in release between three and four to where I'd forgotten about it. Mm. And then four came out and I was like, well, I need to read one, two and three again. And I just hadn't gotten around to it. So now I need to just get the book and, and read that whole thing. So he illustrated that. And I really liked what they were doing with that book. And Kurt Busiek, he wrote, a, he did the last writing in this issue. And he talked about working on that book on that book too. Um, but yeah, overall, what are your takeaways of the special itself? I, I really think this is Tom King's finest. Yeah. Work. Okay. Um, it comes full circle. The first page mimics the, the last page mimics the first page. Selena, she's, she's essentially born in that alley. She dies in the alley. Yeah. You know, the cat discovers her, the cat saves her. The, the cat also brings her to her death. It, it, it was pretty, it was pretty heavy. Um, seeing her journey uh, from a child to her teenage years to adulthood with Bruce becoming, you know, bat cat, having a child. It just, it's, it's so detailed and so just beautiful. Um, it, it really go like this probably would have been my runner up if it wasn't for Ace. I, I really enjoyed that Ace story. This is a really close second. Um, the the only thing I didn't like about the book was I wish I got to see more of Helena in uh, her Robin suit. That was it. So like, it's not yeah, a real gripe. Um, I love the fact that they call her name is Helena Alf- Alfredo Wayne. Yes, <laughs> Alfredo. <laughs> Alfreda. I was like, okay, I, all right, I, I dig it. Um, uh, yeah, just and you know, it's a lot of parallels. Like I said, first page, last page. Um, the, the picture of the Waynes, you know, that uh, Selena sees in her orphanage and then she can't stop staring at it. You know, this will be something that I add to uh, my Noel reading. Like this is a mm. Christmas story, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we get a little Oswald in there. There's some great, obviously great Batcat moments, just them talking things out and talking to each other and having them raise their kid. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, I really, you know, I love this. I love this special. Um, I've been a little down on Batcat lately. I think it's kind of faded for me. Yeah, but uh, this really picked up in a, in a big way, and I'm really happy with this story. I'm very, very, very happy with this, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I'm with you. I really liked it. I'm I'm interested on this when Batcat gets collected, how it's going to read, because King is he is jumping in three different timelines, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, without telling you, which is like, and now this is the future. And then you go, this is the past. And you go, it's like, you just turn the page and it's another, another setting. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on the past, like three months, which I know Liam Sharp's been illustrating the past three issues. And I wasn't very, I didn't like that, that little arc, um, in the book didn't just didn't really care for it. I'm really glad that this came out. And it put my uh, optimism back in this book because in uh, two weeks, I think the next chapter comes out two Ooh. or three weeks. Uh, the next chapter comes out. And I really hope that it's just boom, boom, boom to wrap this up. Like we're going to like, we're just, we're cruising to the finish mm-hmm. line for Batcat. bat cat. Um, and this, this book really helped get that, get that moving. I was a big fan of it. All the, the um, dedications and stuff aside, I think just, um, the bat cat part by itself. I thought it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. 
So uh, I, I I also think the uh, the Selena Joker interactions are pretty good. I think this is. I think mm. the, the I I really do think this is King's best version of this story. It's you know, kind like, of fun in how they are both. The it's I've really enjoyed King's. I mean, way back in was it Batman forty nine the right the forty eight and forty nine of Catwoman and Joker in the church mm-hmm. going back and forth. I really have loved that dynamic, and then in the Batcat book, the two going back and forth of how. Mm-hmm they're kind of frenemies. Uh, yeah. You know, in, I just, I think that's a strength of the book that King's done. And I think, yeah, capitalizes on it here. And that's another really good exchange between. The I two. think he writes Catwoman better than he writes Batman. You know, I, I, wouldn't, I, argue with that. Wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing him take over the Catwoman book at some point. Cause I think that's, that's really good. Uh, that's, you know, even when it's, like even the date issue at like the fair or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like the Selena stuff's always oh, I love those. Yeah. I, it was uh two issues uh, with mm-hmm. Superman and Lois. And yeah, yeah. I really like those two issues too. Yeah. Um, so oh, if you could get I, a I and he... Joel Jones comes back and illustrates that, it'd be like rules of engagement arc part two. God, I love that. Sure. Arc. You know, I, That's so good. I, I, sign me up, you know, I, I just, <laughs> and I'm with you. I'm interested to see how this gets collected. I'd be interested in buying the omnibus of this bat cat stuff. If it ever got made, I think you could do that between his main Batman run, Bat Catwoman, and this. Like, yeah, I, gotcha. I, I think that could be a nice little book. Definitely yeah. for a buck fifty. Woo, doggy. Uh, Pete, that does it for the Batman issues of the month. We've got a couple honorable mentions on my part. Mm-hmm. Just three. One is The Joker Presents a Puzzle Box, number six, written by Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, penultimate issue. This wraps up. Uh, and. Yeah, first Tuesday in in February it wraps up. This has been a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see how it how it pays off because there's been some twists and turns that there's he's done. So many so twists and turns. It's um, I don't have enough time to go back and read all the issues and right before um, it wraps up. But yeah, this has been a really fun rogues gallery tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the past few months. So uh, hats off to him that. Rosenberg has crafted a really fun story that's it's really really smart too. I will say that the unlike Batman 119, the change in art style depending on whose point of view you're listening to, for me it was a bit jarring and kind of took me out. Yeah. Not saying that any specific art was bad, but it, it's they're so different. It's not it's seamless. Kind of, yeah. And uh, that that was a little funky for me. So I hear you. Is that is that? Do you have anything else in honorable mentions? I do. Um, oh, okay. Nightwing eighty eight continues to be a really. I mean, this kicks off the next arc mm-hmm. for Nightwing with Tom Taylor, Tom Taylor, and Bruno Redondo. Last month, mm-hmm. as we both said, was the all in one shot. Um, it was just a, a display of Redondo's art, which was fantastic. This month is back to we're kicking off a new a new arc and a new story, and it's mm-hmm. um, bringing back the. The first villain in that first arc that was taking hearts, uh, bringing him in, bringing Blockbuster in, and it also brings cool. in the Titans. That was fun. It, yeah. it was a nice little exchange uh, when Wally saved uh, Dick, and he's like, how do you want to do this? Do you want to hold your baby style, or do you want to ride my back? And, <laughs> Cradle or yeah. piggyback? <laughs> there you go. That's it. I'm glad you remember. I, I thought that was fun. And Yeah. Uh, Dick has a new suit, courtesy of uh, the world's smartest man in DC, Mr. Terrific. Yep. Um, I would love to see Mr. Terrific and Mr. Fantastic on Jeopardy, by the way. I think that'd be <laughs> um, <laughs> just the two most brilliant men on both sides. Uh, but yeah, no, Tom Taylor, uh, what does this guy not write well? The answer is nothing. Yeah. Um, even something, I, you know, while something may not be my cup of tea, like his uh, Medieval Times book, I, uh, I, you know, I'm sure, you know, everyone loves it. What He's are good. You doing? My my chair, the back of my chair came undone. So rather than just w- waiting for it to fall off and me fall back, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing it. And I'm like, is he doing curls? What is going on right now? He's Pete's, so distracted. Pete's watching me, uh, you know, get some pumps in. I've been watching uh, so much Liver King. I'm watching Lauer King over here. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But anyways, uh, yeah. Did you I eat any I... raw meat lately? What's going? on? Not yet, no. no, just a little Caesars <laughs> going the opposite direction. <laughs> that might as well be raw dough. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Uh, yeah, I, I was really hoping that I would continue to stay on mm-hmm. uh, on Nightwing. And there's no signs of it slowing down. I'm really excited to just keep, no, no, keep no, no. adding this, exploring, stepping outside of Gotham for a book. And this one is, is good. And I mean, guess... I guess I'm stepping outside of Gotham for this last honorable mention task force Z written by Matt Rosenberg. (laughs) And since you haven't gotten to it yet, I'm not going to say anything other than I think I responded to, I commented on one of his tweets and he replied and uh, said, thank you with an exclamation voice. So obviously we're best friends now. And I just kind of told him how it, it's consistently surprising and pleasing. Mm-hmm. with every like little twist that it's taking. I did not expect to like this book as much as I, as I do. I borderline love it. Like it's, it's not bonkers. It's, it's such a wild premise, but it, I mean, I think it's totally bonkers. <clears throat> he's finding a way. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, he's finding a way to keep like, God, he, this story, I mean, this is for, so we're a third of the way through now. Mm-hmm. And this thing is, it doesn't feel like eh, it kind of dropped off or eh, it's getting slow or eh, what are they doing with this? It's just beginning to end. I read it and I'm fully entertained. And of course the art is mm-hmm. Mwah, chef's kiss. It is. I, I will perfect. say I haven't read issue four, but I don't think it's Rosenberg's best work. I think it's his most entertaining work. Um, okay. It's it, it just it the whole premise the idea behind the story is fascinating and interesting the whole zombie thing and how they keep these guys alive even though we thought they were dead and, and you know the fact that he brought back Bloom which I was probably my, the only redeeming quality of uh, Bunny Batman yeah. uh, by with Jim Gordon um it's it's just it's so bonkers like I said earlier that not his best but his most entertaining by far. So, uh, you know, take that for what you will, but, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to read. I have to get to the shop. It's the one book I didn't read Kowalski style. So <laughs> I apologize. I dropped the ball. Yeah. The, the book is, it's awesome. So that wraps mm-hmm. up my honorable mentions. What do you got? Uh, for me, issue three of Robins, uh, really picks up, uh, lots of villains, uh, you know, make cameos, even though they're not really who they are. Um, some really interesting stuff with done with Tim Drake, Ryan Haas, uh, Rob Myers. I would love to hear what you take your take is on that. I, it it kind of left my jaw on the floor. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Um, the ending, the final page was absolutely magnificent. It, it's I was like, holy cow! I was like, Tim Seeley, you done it again, sir, and <laughs> you, you, done you, it you again. got me. And uh, yeah, so Robin's three really picks up the pace, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, Batgirls two is uh, it's it's. I like this story. It kind of takes place in a, in a little bit of a magistrate hangover. You know, they're still dealing with that. And I'm, I'm digging the relationship between Babs, Cass and Steph. Um, I'm so happy Steph's back in the fold. Um, her and Huntress were like that nineties, like, you know, no man's land, Batman stuff just really resonates with me. So when I get, when I get my girls back in purple, I am so pumped for that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, having the three of them back as Batgirls is really awesome to me. Uh, it's definitely always be spoiler, but I, 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 you know, I will put that aside and, uh, I I'm, I'm really digging this one. Also future state Gotham, uh, number nine. That's your book. Um, it is, it is so, I mean, I love the black and white style. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that. Like, there's so much good Jason Todd stuff right now. I don't know what's going on in DC because I used to hate Jason Todd. I was always like, his death is more more powerful than his life. But I mean, ever since I feel like Three Jokers, he has taken such an amazing turn for the better. Um, you know, and you know, this new Joker is fascinating to me. I don't know anything about him, but he's 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 scary. I think this is the best the next Batman has ever been. You know, like I'm so invested in this. I, I really encourage everyone to read this. It's, I liked future state, you know, like I get it was a mixed bag and uh, I know my man Carlos agrees. There was a lot more good than there was bad in it. Um, But like future state Gotham really just, it's just, again, so entertaining, Um, you know, out of this world, uh, you know, they're, they're, they have, they can take their liberties because of the alternate timeline and stuff. And, I, again, like th- this new Joker is very interesting. He's not like, he's nothing like the Joker. Nothing at all. He almost like, <laughs> I almost want to compare him to Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. Um, so 
interesting, totally out of the box thinking. Uh, you know, if you like punchline, if you like, if you like future state, uh, I think this is the book for you. Booyah. Booyah. What else you got? That it? Oh, uh, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Shirley. <laughs> Don't call me. Shirley. All right, Pete. <laughs> well, with that all said, um, let me ask you. What's your bat book of the month? It's it's Robin and Batman number three, easily. Okay. Easily. Cool. Uh, I think mine, surprisingly, ooh, the night number one. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved it. Loved that it. Was for good. reasons we already we already said. Um, can't go wrong with either of those choices. So that's going to take us to November. Two. Less is more. <laughs> <laughs> November was a pretty a pretty good month. That that had Imposter and Robin and Batman. And then a whole lot of other books that to me didn't really I don't even add up all too much. That was the ending of Fear State, I think. That's why. So anyways, yeah. uh let's yeah. let's do real quick before we head out the uh the bat poll. Okay. The the last Batman poll mm-hmm. was um in reference to the subject of the last episode where Tim Sheridan was on and we talked uh, Batman year three and a lonely place of dying. And uh, I came up with the question, which story is more crucial to Robin's history? Uh, you can answer the Batman poll on the Twitter account at the Batman BC. And a lot of you did so with 63% of you answering a lonely place of dying. Pete, what did you answer between those two? Uh, I went year with three or uh, only place year three. I went with year, year three? three. Yeah, man, I did too, but it was tough because I, I love both of them. Um, I think a lonely place of dying definitely. I just feel like you need helps, one to get but, to the other. Yeah. But, I year I mean, three, barely microscopic. They're both great. You ahead of the other. Either. Exactly. I can't call you crazy for picking one over the other. Amen. So that's going to bring us to this one, which we basically just already said and we already answered. Which Batman book in January was your favorite? Now, here's where the options and I'm going to need your your uh, help here, Pete. Batman 119. Robin and Batman. Number Mm -hmm. three. Mm. Batman the Night. Number one. See now. And I think I'm going to go Batman Catwoman special. Because Detective Comics, I don't know how you can just pick one one issue of the four as an option. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be a little bit more. Um, call me crazy, but I think it'd make it more interesting to have the Batcat special, which has been well received as the fourth option instead of one of the detective top four. Is that what you're telling me to do? No. Do you think that that's the right move? Oh, I'm asking your uh, input live. Don't screw I, it up. I, I think you got to put that Ace the Bat Hound story in there. <laughs> I know it's not a whole book, but I think I, I do. I can't just say Ace Batman part of urban legends. There's I, also I don't a character care. I think limit that, on these polls. I, I, I think it's that good. Right. I think well, it's you know that what? well I'm written. just going to come up with the polls myself from here on out. I tried That's to get fine. you involved in this, Pete. And it's your show, not mine. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the help. So, yeah, just go to Twitter <laughs> at the Batman BC. The latest I'm not going to have poll. Eric ask you advice for hot sauce polls. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> Um, that's good because I don't, I don't have any either. So you don't everybody like hot sauce? Wants, I don't like hot sauce. What's wrong with you? I'm not a fan of hot sauce. That's I guess that's it. I'm weak. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Wow. If this that's, is the end of the wrap up monthlies, we've it's the end of our friendship. We <laughs> this has been a roller coaster. This hour has. Um, so we better end it before <laughs> we aren't friends anymore. So yeah, there go to some the, low points. Go. <laughs> Go to the Batman Book Club Twitter, answer the Batman poll. If it's not there when you hear this, hang in there. It's coming up uh, momentarily. So, Pete, that's going to wrap it up for the Ooh. wrap up episode. So, despite our trading fisticuffs, uh, thank you, thanks for coming back. <laughs> I I hope you come back for February. And you know, when we do this in February, I mean, as long as I'm invited, unless you find somebody else, you may be hanging out with I read Batman comics. That guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> he probably reads as much as I do. Do you know when we do our next wrap up episode, we will be less than a week from the Batman or less than a week from hanging out with each other in person. And I'll still have 15 issues of detective to review. That's true, yeah. <laughs> You're going to spend the whole time just with a laptop, writing your reviews on detective. comics. <laughs> 
I hope to God I, I have them earlier this way. I don't do it. Yeah. Maybe I'll handwrite it and just give it to Bill. He can, try, he can type <laughs> it himself. Type it up. There you go. So, Pete, um, if people are not following you for some reason, where can they do so? Plug away. Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. Uh, you can follow podcast number one. That is the podcast I ho- co-host with the champion of Long Island, Eric Colson. And that is straight out of Gotham, at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Please consider liking both and following. Lots of great discussion going on there. Uh, it's basically a fanboy news feed. Uh, so check those things out. Uh, please follow at Team Yellow Oval on uh, Twitter. That is a wonderful little page where we celebrate all the things Yellow Oval from Keaton to Batman 119. It's a great, uh, just a great experience. Can't f- uh, oh, and Val Kilmer. He's also got the Oval as well. So everything there, Mr. West included. Uh, don't forget to follow podcast number two. That is a podcast that I co-host with Sausage and Meatball from Chicago. That's Nick and Nico Caruso. Uh, that is the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast at Italians for Spidey. It's a fun little Spider-Man podcast we do maybe once a month when I'm not lazy. <laughs> and I can get hold of them. Uh, really good stuff. We're, we just talk about Spider-Man uh, from everything from uh, Raimi to the MCU to Fox Animated, uh, all that stuff and the comics and everything in between. So make sure you check that stuff out. Uh, check out Batman on film proper for my reviews of Detective Comics, uh, my reviews on Little Caesars uh, Pizza Calzone thing. Uh, check out Batman on Film YouTube if you want to watch me eat pizza. Uh, that is up there as well, as well as my interview with Mr. Uslin <laughs> yes. and Tara Strong. So there's lots of good stuff. Uh, I'm I'm a bit of a jokester, uh, so you know I don't take anything really that too seriously. So if my tone is a a little questionable, it's because it's a joke. So <laughs> don't worry about it. But um, you know I like to have fun, and uh, you know every once in a while, I, you know I probably poke the bear. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's the way. <laughs> that's that that's is the, the way. Antagonist in me. But um, I right, think there that's you go. everything. I think that that literally is everything that you can get on to follow someone. Um, is right there what Pete just plugged. As I've already said a couple times, you can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC. That's where uh, the Batman polls are, upcoming episodes, latest episode drops, and sometimes some other cool, fun announcements that are happening this year. So check that out if you want to support the show. There's a couple of different ways you can do that. You can do it through T Public Store, where you can buy some cool stuff with the Batman Book Club on it. There are new options available now, and T Public loves to do sales um, sporadically. So check that out, uh, tpublic.com, and search TBBC, and you'll see the options there. Um, if you want to support the show through Patreon, you can do that, patreon.com slash the Batman BC. But if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, you can do that through Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review the show, it helps spread the word. And Pete, as we all know, the word is panic. Uxus. Uxus. Okay. Uxus panic. Panic. Uxus. Uxus. All right. So, Peter. So, for Peter Arvera, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, read my Batman comics. Welcome to Batman Book Club. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> oh man, already <laughs> unintentional. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. You ready? We sound like Ace Ventura in the fish tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it goes. This should be the pre-roll. <laughs> And everybody's like, what the hell is going on? And then just when I got to 900 followers, now I'm down to like 14. Unfollow. <laughs>